The Chronicles, what? <laughs> the Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, it's like Chronic, what? Calls of Narnia. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great crossover movie. No. Riddick. No, it wouldn't because it would be like a 20 minute movie of Riddick just ripping people's heads off and then that's it. It's over. Right. It'd be a great movie. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. You know what's funny? The only one I have not seen is Dark Fury. Oh, yeah. The animated prequel. The animated one. And I don't know why I didn't, actually. It's good. Did you play it's- the video game? I did. I heard the video game is really good. They're awesome. Yeah, if you bought it on the PS3, it came with uh, an HD version of the original that was only available on the Xbox. So that was oh, cool. that was cool. That is really cool. Wow. Okay. Um, Assault on Dark Athena and Escape from Butcher Bay. Yeah. I was going to say Escape from Butcher Bay is the one that I'm familiar with. Yeah. That's the one I'm, I'm referencing. That I, I think was that's the was first one. Really I think good. that's the first one. Yeah, I, I think it is, and I think that's the one that's supposed to be really good. Like. Mm-hmm. Way better than it should be, I think, was one of the reviews I read. <laughs> no, I'm kind of bummed that, because uh, Vin Diesel was making all those through his own studio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm kind of bummed that he's kind of backed off on that, because it was it was great to get, like, Riddick Adventures in between in video games. Yeah, but I don't I don't think he really has much choice at this point. Yeah, he's too busy making 100 Fast and Furious movies. And making, like, a jillion dollars doing it. Like, I can't fault the guy. Are you kidding me? Kenneth, I am glad that what we did get in 2004 on June 11th was the sequel to Pitch Black, The Chronicles of Riddick. The Chronicles of Riddick. Crazy, crazy, hilarious that David Tuohy wrote this film and he wrote two more and Vin Diesel and him walked into Universal Studios and put three down and only one of them was open. The other two were locked. And they said, that is the Chronicles, our next movie. <laughs> like, can you imagine, yeah, like, hey, we made $53 million on Pitch Black. Here's $110 million for the sequel. Actually, uh, I've, I've got a, a floating budget of 105 to 120 including uh, marketing. I, yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure, and that, you know what? That Dark Fury is probably included in that budget because they used that to push this movie when it was coming. Yes, out. that's, and I wouldn't be surprised too. But I remember, like, like literally uh, in the same boat as you, when I couldn't imagine just walking into an office and being like, "Yeah, our last movie, you know, just barely made double." Yeah, we would like this much for this movie, and they went, "Okay." And the thing that bothers me the most is that this bombed. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. And I mean, I mean, the granted, only, the only reason Universal gave them the money to make this is because Fast and Furious and Triple X were hits. They, they I went, don't give oh, up. Vin Diesel can make us money. I'm sorry, but if a movie bombed by literally only five million, I wouldn't have dragged my ass to get a sequel out. Yeah. It's but. Then again, I also wouldn't have done a sequel like Riddick, though, because this movie is incredible. The shit that they did in this movie, like a little bit of world building in pitch black, a little bit of history on how much of a horrible human being Riddick was. You get to Chronicles of Riddick, and it's like we get 
the fucking story about the necromongers. We've got uh, elementals. We've got an epic scale. We have uh, the one that's going to save the universe trope. <laughs> like, yep. We've got like crazy cool designs. Uh, I mean, crazy designs. Holy fuck. They got Comfior to play the bad guy. I mean, and Tandy Newton. Like, what the fuck? Gas is nuts. Like, Carl Urban, he was just starting off. So, I mean, that's, that's, but Judy Dench. It's great to see him. It's great to see him. But yeah, you got Judy Dench, you got Comfior, and you got Tandy Newton all in a movie with fucking Dominic Beretta from fucking Fast Furious or whatever his last name is. Peretti or whatever. I don't know. Right. Toretto. It's Toretto. Dom Toretto. Dom, Dom Toretto <laughs> is in the fucking same movie with these like heavyweights. Yeah. Like I feel, like I actually feel bad like cuz I love this movie more than the first. But like it's not like it blows it out of the water. I just I just like this movie. I just think it's a better it's like Aliens and Alien or Alien and Aliens. I love Alien but I absolutely adore aliens, even though I love alien. Right. And I have no issues with alien. I think aliens just a perfect, uh, horror flick, um, sci-fi, everything about it. There's not one thing I don't like. Yeah. And you would know that geek pantsers, if you watched our previous Camcast. <clears throat> yeah. but then for them to take everything, uh, that was awesome with the first one and make it so much better. I mean, the only real change they did here with Riddick was that, they softened him just a bit. He still brutally kills people. I mean, he John Wicked somebody before John Wick was a thing. Mm-hmm. A fucking teacup. Oh, the teacup scene? Oh, man. Hey, did you watch the theatrical or did you watch the director's cut? Um, uh, the, what's the difference? Uh, the theatrical is PG-13. Their director's cut, I think, is 12 minutes longer, and it is R, or unrated. Uh, the one I saw was you actually see him put the cup in. Twist it. Twist it. Yeah. And then uh, then you see uh, Kira, as uh, Jack is called now, yeah. take it out, and it's covered in blood. Yeah. And he goes, teacup. Wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, also the one I saw, there was more flashbacks from the the Furian. Okay. Um, yeah, so you probably watched the director's cut then. Okay. The, okay, straight up, if you're watching the Riddick trilogy, and I should have told you this, but the director's cut is the way to go on all three of them. Every single one. Just don't dick around. If you get the director's yeah. cut, do the director's cut. Simple 100%. as that. They're like 10 minutes longer and they are so much more brutal and they're just, they're awesome. Like Chronicles of Riddick, you know, it's PG 13 because Universal wants to make the money back. Oh yeah. You can tell like the way he's pitch black, the way he's killing the necromongers is definitely like watching star Wars where they're killing guys with lightsabers. Like you, you know, they're doing it. Yeah. But they don't show any blood or no arms get cut off or anything like that. This one, the, oh, the director's cut. I actually saw heads getting taken off and stuff like that. So, yes, I did okay. see the director's yeah. cut. <clears throat> it, it's hard hitting. Like the, the fight on the uh, the planet with the hot sun and everything when he's fighting the necromancer. Crematoria. Oh, what yeah. an awesome name. Yeah. 
so good so oh man that fight is so good so much hard hitting in the in the okay but let's not get too too good bogged down first and foremost we've, okay. we've got a long-haired bearded riddick on an ice planet getting chased down by mercs surprisingly yeah there's like a billion and a half bounty on him you got nick chunland as tombs i love tombs in this tombs now, is great hunter that just keeps chasing riddick <laughs> oh yeah sorry we'll go through the uh so the release 2004 june 11 budget was 120 million made 115 million okay director is david too too high Hi. Richard B. Riddick again is played by Vin Diesel. Yep. Lord Marshall is uh, Compior. Uh, again, Keith, I'm a fucking legend. David is a man. Mm-hmm. Kira is Alexa Davalos. This actually, uh, it was interesting because originally Rihanna Griffith was supposed to be Kira yep. and both Riddick or sorry, Vin Diesel and uh, the producers were like, yeah, we want her. Let's do it. And they were like, okay, you got to get tough. And then like within three weeks, they're like, yeah, we cast somebody else. I was like, what? Well, I heard she, she re-auditioned and they, she still couldn't carry the physicality of the role. Okay. That's different than what I heard. So this sounds Alexa, a little bit better. Alexa Davalos could carry the role. However, Vin brought Rihanna Griffith back the voice Jack in the Dark Fury cartoon. Oh, that's cool. That's so, very cool. Still brought her back in a way. Although, how does that work? I thought that was a prequel. It's a well, it bridges Pitch Black and this. It shows you how he got from the end of that into this. And oh, I think- so it's not a prequel. It's a like a chapter in between. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, like all that little stuff, like where a mom is saying that Jack went to prison because she went to look yeah. for him because he left her and all that. You see that, right? In- Okay, okay. That whole opening scene, though, I love because that's where you're getting the hints that Riddick is actually, like, he actually cares about Kira. Or Jack, sorry. Because yeah. at this point, they're calling her Jack, even though they yeah. know that she's a woman. Right. Right? And, like, because Imam is, like, he's wagging his finger at him. He's like, you fucking left her, so she went looking for you, and she went into prisons, and it's all your fault, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just—it's like ah, I, I left so that you wouldn't do this. And he's like, "Well, too bad. You failed. Yeah, yeah, you fucked up. So you got to find her and make it right." Uh, you mentioned Carl her. Urban as as Vaco. Yes. Tandy Newton, I mentioned as Dame Vaco. <laughs> Jeff is like, okay, Doesn't and then of course, yeah, Arian, uh, which is oh, I wrote Tandy Newton twice. Instead of Dame Judy Dench, Judy Dench, I wrote Candy Newton. But anyway, so Dang. that's pretty much the cast there. There's others you mentioned, Tombs. I uh, it's so cool to see, like Vin Diesel wanted Judy Dench in this so bad that he refused to cast anyone else until she agreed to do the movie. <laughs> that's hilarious. That he's is like, so he's funny. Like, that Judy he's Dench just is like trying to be this role. That's that's it. awesome. Yeah, I love how invested he still is in the role. I really like that. Like it's like, like he was doing that whole uh, love for the character long before Hugh Jackman was singing the praises of Wolverine. <clears throat> yeah, no, he definitely was. Yeah, um, he because yeah, he absolutely loves this role. I mean, he couldn't get a third move off the ground for years. So what did he do? He did video games. 
of Riddick. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... And then pretty much, like, forced them to make the third one. Well, no. You know, the story behind the third is that they wanted him to come back for Fast and Furious 4, and the only way he would do it <laughs> is if they gave him the rights to Riddick. Yeah, so he forced them so that he could make the third. Yeah, but he didn't force them. He had the movie rights, so he went and made it. That's what I'm saying. He forced them to basically say, okay, fine, here, you can have the rights. Oh, okay. In that, in, in, I'll, in I'll do that movie. I'll in, do that movie. That but give way. me the rights so that I could make the third movie. Why did you drag this out, Kenneth? Good content. <laughs> you. <laughs> me. You. Me. You good. I'm good. You're good. All right. <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. Well played. Um, okay, so uh, the introduction to the necromongers, like I, I liked the exposition dump at the beginning to set mm-hmm. the stage. Yep. But then when you actually see them in action, like like I said, the visuals, I love how it's like this weird mix of Roman centurion style armor with like heavy emphasis on death. Like, oh man, like Lord Marshall's initial skull fucking helmet thing. Yeah. Ah. Looked gross. Like, oh, like definitely looked like they were, they had all died. Every single one of them looked like they had died. They came back to life as this new necromonger. That's a great name too, necromonger. That just sounds like, I don't want any part of it. Yeah, I love it. Necromongers are showing up. I got to leave. So good. I, I, uh, I, when I was watching this, I went, wow, with, with the Necromongers, they did Galactus bear them Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. They're just friggin', yeah. they, roll, they roll in, they crash down, the end of world. Oh, man. And the way they, they did it looked so cool. Like, just totally annihilated it. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Like, their version of Galactus was terrible. <laughs> So horrible. A dust cloud. <laughs> yeah. Nanobots, essentially. Just eating everything. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, well, whatever. The Fantastic... I've never been a Fantastic Four fan anyway, so okay, fine. Love the characters, but never enough to get so invested that I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is an outrage. The, uh, the way they do Riddick's fighting style in this movie... Also, really cool. Yeah, there's a heavy emphasis on wire work, but I, I'm a little bit more forgiving because of the time period, A, and B, because we're dealing with aliens. Like, not one of these people are, are humans. Or, like, or sorry, Riddick and the Necromongers aren't human. So, when they're doing these crazy, fantastic stuff, I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> um, although, Kira. Kira's fucking badass in this movie. And it's so awesome in this. Like, to wow. The the so cool. disappoints me. <laughs> it made me so mad. That's the only thing that I would not do again. Like, I would, I would change it. So, spoilers, we'll get to it. But she dies at the end. Yeah. I would have changed it so that she didn't die. I but, mean, you, you already killed a mom. Like, you already killed one of the main exactly. guys. Exactly. Black. You know? <clears throat> and you did that in the last movie where you killed 
fry. I'm not saying Riddick should have died, but you know, she didn't have to die. No. No, I, I so yeah. The only thing I'm holding this is why I'm crossing my fingers that if the fourth movie happens and he's he's going to Furia, he's got to cross through the Underverse to get there, and he meets her again in the Underverse. Somebody's thought about this. If she returns in the Underverse, I ooh that ooh, that would be good. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was watching this movie, I was like, too bad we didn't get to see the Underverse. Yeah, because that would have been kind of interesting to see. So that's. I kind of like that plot point. And that's why I'm saying watch the director's cut of Riddick and not the theatrical because the end of the director's cut sets up the Underverse. Okay. Whereas the, right. theatrical, the theatrical kind of ended on the planet and mentioned nothing else again about the Necromongers. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much... That was one of the, the issues I had with that movie. Now that you talk about it, I go, oh yeah, that's right. That's how it ended. Because aside from the war uh mud demon or whatever yeah and batista that's it yeah i don't even really remember batista i just know that he was in the movie (laughs) it's a good movie i enjoy the hell out of that one too like the characters are are pretty fun in it like i said i'm gonna rewatch it because like i I feel like i'm halfway through yeah yeah we'll see we'll see what happens i don't think my order is going to change though i still think it's going to be two one three i think your order will be the same and what's your order for the sake of argument? One, two, three. It is, eh? How close is it between one and two? Super close. I was going to, because that's kind of where it, I was at. Work. To me, they're both fives. Riddick's a four and a half. I still love the hell out of Riddick. Okay. Yeah, fair. Fair. So, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it drags out a little too much in a few parts, but we'll talk about that during the Riddick camp cast. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, now I'm... Uh... <sighs> I don't know. Like I, I can't put this at number two just because I love that epics feel to this. I love that this is like Lord of the Rings in space. You know, like I right. was like I was all in. I saw this in the theater. Did I see this with you? You did. I saw this in the theater. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. It was a weird one because we did an afternoon shot. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and I think we actually watched Pitch Black the night before, just to get pumped for it. That's right. We did. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so. I think that might also be part of it too, because I watched it in the theater, but everything about that movie was just epic in scale. None of it dragged um, like, and it's crazy because it's literally just like three set pieces to the movie. There's the first planet where he, uh, well, technically two, I guess, because there's the ice planet and he gets to MM. And then after that, it's crematorium or crematoria. Yeah, and of course the Necromonger's ship, but that's at the same time. Yeah, and then that's it, Necromonger's ship. So there's really only like three major sets to this, and then everything else happens in between. I was, I, I just, oh, the action's awesome, the visuals are amazing, the Macbeth style storyline yeah. where like Dame Vako is trying to get Vako to usurp uh, and become the new lord was crazy cool like yeah i like that uh carl urban makes it into the third i was surprised i was like oh fuck i forgot he was in that see how much i remember that movie yeah. nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> i'm really hoping that i i don't hate it as much as i i don't think i ever hated it i just remember being disappointed by it that was ultimately I, I, don't, what it was. I don't think you will hate it i mean 
so Riddick was 2013. So that's like a nine year break between the two movies. Yeah. So that's like almost 10 years of hype. Yeah. It was kind of like the nine years between the Bourne Ultimatum and Jason Bourne. Right. Right. And then Jason Bourne was a disappointment. Exactly. So it's not that they're terrible movies. They're just disappointing. Like you said, there's a decade of hype there of you just waiting and hoping it's going to happen. And it happens and you're all like, yes, it's a lot of hype. Yeah. What's your favorite scene in the whole movie? Ooh, ooh. Um, I love the entire jail sequence. Like yep. all of it. That's it for me too. That's it for me. All of I, it. When he gets down there and it, oh, I, fuck, that's so good. That whole, the whole thing, like from start to the second he gets back onto the Necromonger's ship yeah. is awesome right and like it was a lengthy sequence but i'm glad that they gave it that much time because you reintroduced kira and introduced her to be like almost as good as uh as riddick in that she cuts riddick like that was awesome yeah her teeth i was like oh that was cool um you also really start to hammer home that while riddick largely hates everybody he cares that he cared enough about Iman. He cares about Kira. He, you know what I mean? Like he does care, just not a lot. In his own little way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that sequence because the action's so awesome. You get a little oh. bit of, get a little bit of that creature feature feel again with those cat things that are roaming around in there. But that was so cool too. Like when you saw the scene where he's staring at it, like they're both staring at each other, like you knew that he was not going to fight that. You just knew that it was yeah. just an animal thing. Like he says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's good though. It's the whole movie. So ginormous feeling and that whole scene in the prison on that planet, it brings it back. It, it, it's grounded. It's like pitch black again. Right? Yes, exactly. So like, I think another part too, was like, I know that Riddick was supposed to try and, bring both of those movies more closer together. Yeah. But it doesn't really like you touch upon the necromonger stuff at the beginning for obvious reasons. Cause that's what sets the stage. But then for you to say like the director's cut actually has the fury or the underworld uh, mentioning, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's perfect. Makes it a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah. Cause like, I love that. And like you said, like I like that they got into the tight knit, sort of isolated, claustrophobic feel of the first, and then to immediately once they get onto the top of Crematoria, flip it, and it's back to the chase sequence. But it's so awesome! They're literally trying to outrun the sun. <laughs> I know, done so much better than Mummy Returns. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, no, it's intense. Like when they get to that cliff wall and they're climbing and, and Riddick makes it to the top, he's like, Kira, move it! Because he can just see the freaking planet blowing up behind her. <laughs> no, he's just like, Kira? Yeah. Kira, she's like, what? Move your ass! And you're yes. like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then and then that badass part where he just puts the water all over his body and swings down and grabs her. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. And he stands so up with cool. coming off him. That's a good shot. Yeah. yeah. Like the cinematography in all the movies are really good. Yeah. But 
like I don't I don't know how this would have looked if they had the same cinematographer because this is just crazy epic. But I, I, yeah, I don't I think it would have been that bad. I mean, I think it'd be different, obviously. But I wouldn't this be surprised. Is just so cool. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled this guy off of like the Lord of the Ring movies or something. Like this guy knows how to shoot big. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why it was perfect to get the cinematographer of Pitch Black to come back for Riddick because it was a smaller scale again. Right, exactly. You know. Yeah. I think the other reason why it's so disappointing is because we had this huge epic like story setting and then uh boom <laughs> we're right back i think part of it too is it's like it's like playing god of war you beat god of war and you're a god now you're a god of war yeah then you start god of war 2 within the first five minutes they're like oh yeah all those powers you don't have them anymore they're just like oh that is so disappointing okay <laughs> that's cool i guess uh let me guess. I gotta spend another six to twelve hours getting new powers. Okay, all right. <laughs> Even though I love the God of War series, I do. Yeah. yeah. God of War three is my least favorite for the story. Everything else is awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I think well, maybe a slight bummer to bring Riddick back down to the ground compared to this. I mean, they also made like. 60 to 70 million off of it right and i mean uh, here's what i'm gonna now, say is i'm gonna temper this by saying when i rewatch with the director's cut like when i watch the director's cut because i've only ever seen the theatrical so when i watch the director's cut my tune might change and i want to reiterate again i don't hate riddick it's just unfortunately there's going to be the third movie it's going to be the last place that's just how it is yeah it's just totally fine but watch that director's cut because i think you'll you'll get a new appreciation for it real quick the profiler bruce wayne's dad motherfucker yes yeah i like how he's just referred to it as bruce wayne's dad it's thomas wayne we all know it's thomas wayne yeah, it thomas. doesn't sound as cool if you said that's thomas wayne motherfucker bruce wayne's dad way cooler way cooler, way cooler. and I then guess, he burns he burns yeah but his burn was a lot slower than the other guy's burn when he lost his head Yes. He was gone like that. Yeah. But is it because he's a necromonger? I don't know. This guy straight up was walking quite far. He, he fell down. <laughs> and he, he got up He fell again. down and got up to continue walking while he was being incinerated. You're right. It could be because he's a necromonger because they're technically already dead, right? On some level, yeah. They're like in between life and death or whatever. And then they got to go over the underworld to transcend. Yeah. Transcendence. Yeah. Yes. Mm. yeah. You're, you're like, oh, so because uh, Lord Marshall he transcended, so he actually got to see the underworld. The rest of these jerk offs didn't. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that 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 was cool. That was cool. How you find out he's a Furian. I like. And the last Furian, and the reason why the Furians were wiped out was because Lord Marshall, uh, sorry, a young soldier <laughs> was told that a Furian would kill him. Like, the Macbeth parallels are really cool. Like, I thought that was right. Yeah, no, it's very Shakespearean at times. Like I know, and it's another reason why I'm so amazed that the movie bombed. I mean, granted, it's funny that, like, it only lost $5 million, but they're like, it's a bomb. It's just 
horrible. And it got like the reviews on it. I think it was like 29% by the critics as opposed to like 56 for uh, Pitch Black. Yeah. I'm blown away. This is one of those rare occasions where I'm like, I can't see why this movie did so bad because like, it's just a legit good movie. Nobody's bad in it. The writing isn't terrible. The special effects are fucking phenomenal. They hold up immensely. The design's incredible. The scope is epic. The story, while the only thing that's kind of by the numbers is that the magical one trope. But even then I was like, well, of course, because how else do you explain why he could do all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's sad. I feel like if this was released 10 years later, it would have made way more money because the foreign box office is so much bigger now than it was in 2004. Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree. And like, love, I think this would be right up their alley. They love Vin Diesel overseas. Like, that last Triple X, that last Triple X movie, I think, made like 40 million here and then like freaking three to 400 million overseas. Like, it was stupid. <laughs> like, I mean, how funny is it when, uh, like they they actually have to sit there and say, well, domestically it bombed. Yes. Worldwide it made a killing, but domestically yeah. it bombed. And you're like, okay, but it still made money. Like I don't understand the issue. So anyway, uh, so yeah, I agree so, with yeah. your assessment about Riddick making a bigger box office. I think in 2014. This, this could have been made probably a half a billion if it was released today. The drawback though is. It's kind of like, when do you do it, right? So 2000, it hit, it made money, okay, which is always good. Um, do you wait 10 years to get a sequel out? No, you get the sequel out as much, as quickly as you can. And especially when now he's starting to do way more with Bats of the Furious. Yeah. He's passionate about the project, project. So it's like, get it out. Okay, good. It's just terrible that it didn't at least make enough of a bud, like enough above the budget to say, okay, well, we'll make some tweaks, but it still made money, you know? Yeah. Instead yeah. of losing 5 million, like, fuck. I think <laughs> it's funny. I go like, oh, it only lost 5 million. It's not that much in terms of movies. Like, it's insane to say that to you, like, as a human, like, to go, we lost 5 million. I'd be like, okay, well, we're dead. Yeah, yeah. We're fucking dead. It's over because we lost five million. But like in movies, I'm like, especially like Universal, like you lost five million on this movie. Get the fuck out of here. I know. Get I the know, fuck man. out of here. Yeah. I just I, and I, they're I, talking like this was a bomb. And I'm like, this wasn't a bomb. You lost five million. A bomb is where your budget is 120 million and you make 60 million. Yeah. A bomb is Waterworld. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A yeah. bomb is Waterworld where they're just like, no, no, no. That's seriously a bomb. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Chronicles of Riddick would have made more money in 2014. Yes. However, actually, there's no however. It's disappointing that this didn't make more money. <laughs> it really yeah, is. I, I think if they go big again with the fourth, with the, the uh, not not the Underworld, uh, the Underverse and, and Fury. Yes, Underverse. That's right. If they go big again with all that, I, I think it's going to make money. I think so too, but then again, I also think that they're going to be looking at a little bit more of a uh, conservative budget as well. Yeah, because I, I, I think when you between. look at, yeah, yeah, exactly. They might as well. It'll be somewhere like sixty to seventy million budget compared to the thirty-five or whatever Riddick is. 
Uh, yeah, Riddick was what? Uh, 23. 20. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Riddick, Riddick, the third one. The so third if Riddick one. is 35, I think, like 60, 65 is good. It's yeah. a nice, healthy budget. Because then, I mean, they probably look at it like the next movie's got to make so much money to offset the amount of money we lost making Chronicles of Riddick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, because they think like that. They definitely think like that. Because I remember, what was it? Uh, Superman Returns. Superman Returns made like a ton of money. Like yeah. the Superman lives and the death of Superman and all the stuff that Kevin Smith talks about. So they were looking at all of that price tag plus the budget and everything. So when the movie did only, I think, 400 million or something, they were still just like, well, we didn't fucking make a billion, but we didn't make enough to cover everything. And you're like, this is crazy. <laughs> and Hollywood's got a weird budget set up as it is. Yeah. They have like this weird where like they shield how much movies make in some senses. Like, uh, what was it? There was an actor that agreed to get a percentage of the film's profit. So oh, then well, they just lied. Hmm? Oh, they lied. Oh, okay. And then they just lied about how much movie, how much profit the movie made <laughs> so that they didn't have to pay out the amount. And it was just like, okay. So he took him to court and uh, he ended up, I wish I, I remember who it was, but uh, long story long, <laughs> this is my favorite movie of the trilogy. Uh, it is a really close call. It is a really close call, but I just, I don't know. I, I think, I think the, just the fact that they expanded upon everything, they made it so that when a sequel was finally announced, I was like, yes, I really want to see this movie. Uh, yeah. When a sequel was announced for Pitch Black, I was like, oh, right, yeah, but I had no idea what I was getting into. So it was kind of like, oh, okay. And then you see the trailers, they're like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. But yeah, all right, sign me up. And then you see this movie and then you hear about Riddick and you're like, shit this is gonna be so good and then you're like uh it's not bad yeah it's not what i wanted i guess that's really what it is it's not what i wanted <clears throat> i'm sure that i will like it more than it sounds that i do but uh, i mean <laughs> like i said and also i think because i was so disappointed i've only watched it the one time whereas these two i've watched multiple times right so it's easy to say it's it's flippant for me to say it's forgettable when you didn't give it the same dude that you gave the other movies. It's not, it's not cool, Chris. Come on now. <laughs> Get off your high horse. Come on, dude. Come on. Stop sipping the haterade. It's been seven years and you haven't even seen the good cut. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, oh, but yeah. Okay. So before we wrap this up, I got to just say that that final fight with the Lord Marshal with him flashing around and stuff. Oh, so good. Oh, you know what I love about that though, is that it's, that's essentially the same thing that happens at the climax of blade. Yes. And yet you're shitting on the special effects for blade, but not for this. Come on, Kenneth. That's not fair. No, the special effects in that were way better. We, we, we fucking fuck. <laughs> 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 oh yeah no it's but yeah, actually i love that i actually love that lord marshall is caught between both he's yeah. caught between falco 
and Riddick, and he's literally like, ah, shit, because Baku is about to kill his physical body. And, you know, Riddick's got his soul, so he's got to pick, like, which, where, which body do I, like, which, who, who kills me? Who do I let kill me? And for some weird reason, he picks the Furion. He sets the prophecy for real. All he had to do was go, I'll let Baku kill me. No, no he doesn't. Nope. Nope. But it was visually, it was awesome seeing him torn between the two. I know. That was a really just, the way they shot that, I loved it. But my favorite, and I, like, I love the whole crematorium, but my favorite is the ending where he just, because like Kira's dead. So he's actually mourning the loss of Kira. He's emotional about it. And he just casually sits down. Not knowing and it's the, I, <laughs> I remember when we were watching the theater, I remember thinking like, oh, shit. He's the new Lord and they all walk up and you, and like, they make it so that you're supposed to think they're going to fucking rip them apart. And then they bow, like they kneel before him. And it's so cool because like at one point, uh, Oh, when Baco picks up a uh, Riddick on crematory, he goes, Oh, so you can kneel like <laughs> fuck you. And then by the end of the movie, he's kneeling for Riddick. I was like, Oh, what a way to end. And of course, Riddick's like, what the fuck's going? Oh, and it's like, you keep what you kill. Yeah. I was like, man, what a way to end that movie. Oh, oh I can't get over it. So good. So good. So Chronicles, I think. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick. I think, oh, you know what? Okay. I read a cool one. Cool okay. Little okay. Tidbit. okay. 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 Dueling Pesci's. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I read today that this entire film was shot in an old Sears warehouse in Burnaby, which was just down the road from where I lived. You don't say. I saw this warehouse and never once did I go, <laughs> Riddick was created there. <laughs> Why the fuck would you? <laughs> you never know. Like I I feel like even though, like, that's one of those things, like, if you knew now, like, if you knew then, yeah. I think you would point it out once, Adrian would go, oh, that's cool. And that's it. <laughs> At the end of the conversation. That's it. That's it. And, then, and then maybe later, you would text me and go, hey, so I was in Burnaby, and I drove past the Sears building where they filmed Chronicles of Riddick. And then I would go, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then that's it. <laughs> I would be a little bit more enthusiastic than Adrian, but I would still be just like, that's the end of the conversation. There's really nothing else you could tell me. That's it. That's it. And now <clears throat> I told you this on here. So the whole world. Yes. It will live the whole world. The 148 subscribers. Oh, four. But maybe eight by the time this comes. I'm being optimistic, Kenneth. 150. I like that number. One. That is a good number. That's a nice round number because it gets us closer to 200. <laughs> and then closer to 300. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, at that point, it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from a thousand subscribers. And then, uh, then we'll start getting like demonetized like crazy. Because <laughs> YouTube will be like, oh, you're getting tons of views. Now we have to take all the money out. Yeah. Oh, you guys swear a lot. Bleep it all. <laughs> Actually, you know what I've noticed? Uh, that swearing isn't so much an issue. No, it's not. As long as you don't rate it for kids, you're good. 
Yeah, as long as you don't rent for kids and uh, as long as nobody hits you with like a copyright strike. Yeah, which we've been hit. We've been I hit. know. Actually, in fact, I just found this out last week and I forgot to tell you, our first camcast has been removed by YouTube. What? Yeah, our very first camcast. The one where we talked about, we talked for three hours about what's going on in the state of the entertainment universe. Yeah, and then we jumped over the dark night after that for part two. Yeah. Part one. What? Part one has been removed from YouTube. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why. They don't tell you, right? It it just no. No, Weird. I it had, it had a copyright claim on it, but it wasn't right. a big deal. It wasn't a big deal because that was the first video, so I didn't really know about the claims and shit yet. And I had a video of a trailer or something on there. Oh, no right. audio, but the trailer was running. You know, the free trailer right. that every channel on YouTube already shows that. Yeah. 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 That actually, it makes sense, but I agree with you with that whole like, eh, I get it, but that's horse shit. Yeah. So, no, and like, that, didn't YouTube start off by doing free videos of everything? Oh, that's right. It did. Yes. So, if, but you anyway. hear, if you want to hear that first camcast, you can still get it on podcast services. So, oh wow! You mean like SoundCloud? Yeah. You mean like yeah. Apple Podcasts and Google yeah. Podcasts? Yeah, those. But you those, won't be able to free. see it on YouTube with no. the rest of our videos, or no. Facebook, or Twitter, or no. Instagram. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, oh. But at least you get to still hear it on the other previous things that I had mentioned. Yeah, or for a little price of ninety nine ninety nine, I'll print it on a Blu ray and mail it to you. Uh, How much? Sorry, how many nines? No, oh, four nines. Four nine. Oh no, no, Kenneth, Kenneth, it's right. not a hundred dollars. Come on, Chris, it's forty dollars each, easily for our signatures on it. How much does it cost to actually make a Blu-ray? I can't say I've ever made a Blu-ray, so I, I don't can tell know. you right now, it doesn't cost a hundred bucks to take a YouTube clip that you have on your hard drive, put it yeah. on a Blu-ray. You're right, but we'll need the money for the lawsuit we get when people see we have a trailer out there on Blu-ray. <laughs> Ah, that's fair. That's fair. You know what also is uh, you didn't even call attention to the fact that I'm selling your services very short. Very short. I mean, the amount of work that you put in and I'm sitting there saying, like, it's not worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to make it like, well, our signatures alone are 40 bucks a piece. And I was like, no, 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 no. The work you do is worthless. <laughs> I, I inadvertently was a huge asshole. So I apologize. The work you do oh, is come on. <clears throat> Zoom wouldn't even let me get the apology. You were like, I apologize. <laughs> oh, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. I apologize, Kenneth. The oh. work that you do is priceless. Oh, thank you, Chris. It is actually really hard to put, uh, to quantify an actual appropriate amount to justify what you do for this CanCast. So thank you. You're welcome. And to let you know, I made a bill for you. <laughs> I think I've got some issues with my Zoom here. I got to, what is happening? Uh, it's glitching so hard. Maybe. Joke's on me. You could just email me the bill. It's not like I could run away from it. <laughs> the, the freezing on hard there was totally inappropriate. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Zoom was just. Well, it was, did it look like I was trying to force the shit out or something? 
<laughs> or wishing a boner upon everyone. What a weird, what a weird alternative you came up with to, to taking a shit. You're like, no, he wants everyone to have a boner. <laughs> That's my, I want everyone to have a boner face. Okay. All right. Well, fair. Boners for everyone. Even people that don't have penises. Boners for everyone. Oh. And that's it, Geek Pantsters. I'm out. You can't not end on boners for everyone. <laughs>